Ready to discover fresh new artists to love? Welcome to Amplify, a music-centered podcast from Beat Bites. I'm creative producer Emily Strange and photographer-designer Gracie Steiner. Join us on each episode where you can hear songs and candid interviews from artists and creatives sharing their processes, inspirations and whatever else that's on their mind. Today we have Colombian-born singer-songwriter Manchado, who also moonlights as a director. And fun fact, he was the assistant director on our very first offline mini-documentary about the indie music scene in Brooklyn. Hey Manchado, welcome. So happy to have you here today. Thanks for joining us. Hello, I am so happy to be here. So happy to see you. I am I'm elated. I am elated. It's uh, probably like <laughs> the new normal now that we're all kind of seeing each other behind a computer screen, right? I know. I mean, it's crazy because, I mean, I, I left New York like almost a year ago, but, and then it's like COVID happened. And I was going to like work on finishing like, you know, my album. And then I was going to go on tour in the summer. And then, I mean, everything was kind of going according to plan till March. When, you know, everything kind of just, you know, everything was just like locked off. Okay, so that was Asasina. So if you want to listen to more of that, uh, you can listen to Manchado's uh, channel on Spotify and also check out his uh, IG. We'll have info on that down below. And can you tell us a little bit about Asasina? Like it had a really kind of fun video to it. The whole song kind of came up like, I think it was like a year and a half ago. Like I I used to not make music in Spanish. And I don't know, I kind of started questioning a lot of things about like my identity and, you know, being from Colombia and like living in the US, like with everything going on politically, it was kind of impossible to just like not question your, just like your whole role in, you know, society in America. And I I feel like for me, I was always very fascinated by American culture and American things like growing up. So I never really paid attention to many of the things that were like Colombian or like coming from Latin America. And I think after a while of living in America, I was like, oh wait, this is all colonialism. And like, this is why I thought this way, this, you know? So it's like, I started just really listening to like reggaeton and like Latin music. And Nasesino was kind of like one of the first songs of me kind of doing this experiment. The producing part of it was, you know, looking at a bunch of reggaeton music and like listening to, okay, this is what they do. This is the the structure. This is how, this is how it works. So, you know, I started playing with it. um, And it kind of came with, I was, you know, it has some elements of the reggaeton, like the boom, boom, and like, 
you know, the chords and stuff. But then you have like weird synths like in the back and I have like a sax and like a sax solo. Um, so yeah, it was kind of like that experimentation. That was on one end, like it was like a musically what was happening. And then lyrically it's more, I mean, it's dance music. So it's very like carefree. Like the lyrics are usually like dance, dance, let's fuck, whatever. Um, and I don't know, it's like, I, I I personally don't like writing music. Like, I just can't write that. Like, I'm not that girl. I can't, I'd, like, I'm really not. <laughs> so I was like, hmm, like, asesina is a very, like, it's like a very reggaeton term. Like, you've heard that's, like, that term by, thrown out by, like, straight men be like, yeah, she's, because asesina is, like, killer in Spanish. Okay, okay, yeah, I was gonna ask what it was. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, like, she's a killer, she's, like, a bad bitch, she's, like, you know, she's so bad that she's killing me, like, all this shit, you know? I kind of linked it as, as, um, in a sense of, like, addictions because i feel like i don't know sometimes like all this like mindless music kind of promotes this like cycle of you know if you party once like it's okay if you're constantly just like partying or like hooking up or like you know all this like vices that like all this music promotes it's almost like you know a, a killer the song kind of became about addiction and me talking to like my addiction and then the video i just expanded on that I was like, okay, let's have like a, an assassina. Like, let's like really go for it. And I, I wanted to, I don't know, one of the, during that time I was trying to relate things with like Colombian culture and things that kind of like stuck with me from when I was like a kid or when I was a teenager that like were very Colombian, you know? And one of the memories that I had was like, you know, going to the farm and my dad has like the machete, like that's like a sword um, that you like cut grass or like things around when, you know. So I was like, mm, what if we have like her with the machete? I was like, let's do that. And then I started looking into like how in various countries in Latin America, there was like whole dances with like mach machetes. Like there was like a whole thing. My friend slash manager, who's like also a choreographer, like we came up with the dance with Gabriela Alexis, who's like, she's been like, she was like my friend. She's been like in videos with like Charlie XCX and like, like ASAP Rocky and FKA Twigs. Like she's an amazing dancer. And yeah, like we all kind of came together in my house and came up with the dance. Like it was, it was very organic. So I'm, I'm curious, like you, you know, you write your own music and you also have uh, quite a, like creative control on all your music video, like you direct that as well. Is that something that you feel you want to continue doing? Or um, is it like, I guess maybe this one you're trying to explore, you know, your heritage and your culture and you want to put that across, you know? Um, and I see that you do other things other than like a musician, you know? So tell us about why you feel the need to, you know, also want to direct the video as well, you know, and to do that aspect of it. I mean, I feel for me, like, I'm a very visual person. Like, you know, I'm, I, I make clothes. I like, I'm very visual with everything. And I, I started making my own videos because, I mean, I, I kind of had to. I was like, you know, no, I, I didn't think like, oh, someone has to direct it. I was like, let's just think of something like, 
all the songs that I come up with are very personal, very like come from my own experience. So I, I don't know. I, I, it yeah. always kind of just comes to me. I feel I'm also, I'm a Virgo. Like <laughs> I don't like, I'm like, I don't, I don't, I feel like sometimes like no, people can't do a better job than I can, at least at this level of my career. I just always have a vision. Yeah. yeah and then yeah. like, I feel like no, nobody else can like really get it. Like, yeah. As, as well as I can. Like, I haven't really met anyone that, like, I can be like, okay, you will do it and I'll trust you. Right, you know? right, right, right. I feel a lot of creatives also have that um, challenge, you know, every time when they have an idea and to try and get someone to, or they trust enough to make that vision. Right. Into, especially, like, at some point, like, your music is very personal to you and, you know, yeah. all of that. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we understand that as well, but I thought the video was really fun. Like I looked at it and I was like, this is kind of crazy. Like, you know, all the sword fighting. Sword fight. It's very like, it's kind of like Kill Bill-ish, you know? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Did you train at all for that? Or cause I know you, um, you've done dancing. Hey. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I trained as a dancer for like four years, like three years almost. Um, and yeah, like for that, to do that, those things, like we were rehearsing a lot. We were, you know, like first we kind of did it with just like sticks just to make sure we're not going to like, like kill each other. The blade had to be dull so we could do it. Luba, which is the choreographer, she would like, you know, come up with something and then I would do something. For example, there's like a salsa section a part of the, the, the choreo and like I came up with that kind of just like you know, remembering like certain steps that I learned, like, you know, in Colombian stuff. So it was all like, it was very collaborative, like very like, oh, this, this, let's try this. You know, it was really fun. It's honestly been like my favorite, like choreography to do for a video. You know, also, I think, like, with someone at, like, the beginning of their career, you know, and there's so much pressure, you kind of have to balance, the, like, um, what you want to do creatively or what you want to follow that's, you know, happening in the industry, that kind of thing. Right. I mean, it's like, it, I'm always trying to do, like, something that's, like, out of, like, the ordinary. Like, I like people that usually kind of just, like, don't I'm not trying to do what everybody else does for example like the name Manchado even kind of comes from that I've always been you know Colombian society is very homogenous everybody's always trying to just like not do too much like be like everybody else and I was always like questioning like whatever rule whatever norm um that was out there and that's like Manchado literally means stained in Spanish I, I feel like with reggaeton like I, there was definitely a part of me that felt like, okay, there's this kind of, you know, getting attention. How, how can I make it new? How can I make it different? How can I make it interesting? Because it's like, I don't know, for me, reggaeton has been a thing for like ever. Like, like, you, you know, we used to dance and like middle school, like elementary school parties to like early reggaeton. So who's, who's your favorite reggaeton artist right now? Right now? I, I mean... Right now, so there's this artist called, <laughs> this is so embarrassing. If I heard myself like a year ago, I'd be like, what are you saying, girl? But <laughs> so there's this, there's this girl called like Karo G. She had like this huge song with Nicki Minaj called Dusa. 
And like, I used to think she was so basic. Like I was like, no, like every song of hers, like nothing stuck. But like this year, she has been killing it. Like she has like three great songs that she's put out. And I'm just like, I am here for her come up. Like also it's like her whole aesthetic is just kind of like, I don't know, there's something off about it, but I kind of love that it's kind of bad. Like, she's, like, I don't know. I like her. She's really cool. I mean, of course, Bad Bunny, but I, like, everybody loves Bad Bunny, like, you know. I like a lot of, like, there's, there's, like, this kind of reggaeton that's called No Perreo that's, like, kind of, like, queer and, like, you know, Cellular Fag, that's what he does, like. That's the genre of music he falls under. So then the next song that you sent me, uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Asuka. And the inspiration, yeah, and the inspiration between that. Okay, so that song, the song in general is kind of about like, like instant gratification and like kind of this cycle of like serotonin that we're like constantly in of like, you know, constantly getting this like high and then being like, oh my God. And then like checking your phone again or like smoking again or like going on Grindr or whatever. Like specifically for me, it was like, I, I was, I had I, like hooked up with a guy once through, like he was through Grindr. And now, you know, at the end of it, I was like, oh my God, like this was nice. But then I was like, oh, I want something else. I want like, another guy or whatever. <laughs> and I think it was just... <laughs> I just like, mm. but it, it, it's kind of like, I feel like I just took it to like a more, I was thinking how like, it's, it, it, it's not just with, you know, grinder and sex or whatever, but it kind of, it, it kind of expands yeah. more like with your phone or like food or things. It's like, we're always constantly right. wanting like more of something. And it's like, just to get kind of this like adrenaline. I came up with a little like keep keyboard pattern and like I put a salsa beat on it and I wrote the whole like melody to it and there was a friend of mine who has produced for like Dorian Electra who's like really big now we've met a couple of times but like at that moment we just like you know knew each other from Instagram I, I sent him two songs and I thought he was gonna pick the other song but he was like no I love this like this is really good and I was like mm, sure like okay <laughs> right right and then he sent me this like he totally like redid it and like turned it into this like like, gave it this, like, hyper-pop, like, super, like, EDM vibe in a certain part of the song. It, like, it, it, he just, like, elevated it. How do you, how do you meet, like, these people? You know, you mentioned, like, you met them through Instagram. Do you think, like, these kind of social media medium is, like, a new way for new rising musicians to connect with people i think it's a combination of both real life and the internet in new york i used to just always make an effort to go out and like meet people and like talk to people and like get myself out there so i i actually i met Dorian electra like before like they blew up like at a like an event or a magazine event um and i saw them and i was like oh my god this is so great and like i was obsessed because they had they had two friends and like each of them were like a different musician and they were each other's backup dancers. And I was like, oh my God, this is so genius. <laughs> like, I cannot believe I have not thought of this. <laughs> and they would just go on tour everywhere, like the three of them. And I talked mm. to them. I'm like, then after the event, I went to one of their shows. And, you know, we just kind of like followed each other on Instagram, being genuine and like really like supporting and like being a part of the community that really... It fosters you being able to like meet other people within that, even if they're like elsewhere. 
How long ago did you move to New York? I moved to New York in 2014, so that's four years. Six years. <laughs> six years. <laughs> I was like, six years. A long time. Yeah. And so you got you got a visa to go to a, a dance school, hey? Yeah, so I, I first I didn't go to school. I kind of was like one year, because I was like, first year I was just like, I'm going to go and um, we'll see what happens. Uh, I went to production school for like six months too. I, I mean, I actually was, I was supposed to go to music school at first, but that was too expensive. So I was like, I'm just going to go to New York anyway. How did you, how did you survive your first like year there? Were you working? Or? Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I was like working. I, I used to sell like souvenirs in the Brooklyn Bridge. And then I went to school for dance and I was there for a minute. But then I was like, you know, I'm, I'm starting to do all, all this stuff like outside, like I can't, you know, I, I feel like I learned what I needed to learn. And then, I, you know, I came here. I kind of worked on some music and then went back to do a tour in the US. Were you supporting another artist or were you just touring by yourself? I was supporting Dorian Electra and I was kind of touring by myself. One of the like, backup dancers. And I was not one of the backup dancers because by then, by last year, they kind of had blown up, you know, like they did like the song with Charlie and they were like everywhere. So I was in two dates with them. And then I had like six more dates because in New York, you, you get to meet a lot of people that like come here from like different parts. So it's like, you know, a lot of event organizers and stuff. So I kind of was able to play at different events of different things and kind of plan a whole tour. Uh, it was just really fun. What's next for you? Well, what's next? So I'm, I'm almost finished with my album. Like I've been working on it for pretty much almost all year. And I'm, I'm right now I'm kind of shooting like a bunch of music videos for all the songs. Cause I'm, I'm trying to put out most of it as singles. I'm, you know, I'm putting out a bunch of stuff next year. So I think that's really what you are able to expect. Just a lot of, a lot of stuff. And just, I mean, if you liked the, the older stuff, you're going to really love this. Like, I feel like my skills, is just as everything as a producer, as a singer, as a director, as a, a whole creative, I think they're a lot sharper than they used to be. So I'm like, I'm excited to show everybody. We love you and thank you so much for coming on uh, Amplify. We're really excited to hear about your next album. We really enjoyed speaking to you today. Amazing. I love speaking to you. Thank you so much for uh, listening to Amplify today. And if you like what you hear, uh, please follow us uh, down below and uh, follow Manchado. Yes, at Manchadograms on Instagram. Bless. Thanks so much for listening. If you wish to stay updated on this show and discover more new music to love, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at beatbites.tv. Full episodes of our podcast will be available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And please leave us a five-star review if you enjoyed today's episode. If you want to recommend artists or just say hello, email us at beatbites at 37 degreecom Bye everyone and we'll see you at the next Amplify podcast.